Welcome to Fate Control. Our goal is for the listeners to walk away with a feeling that they have a greater sense of control over their own fate, because we do. And if it's as little as just believing that there is the potential for you to control the outcome of your life, then so be it. But ultimately, we would love to have you extract the gems of habits and mindsets and influences and modes of being on this earth that allow you to take control of your fate because you have control. So I thank you for taking the time to listen to something that will help you in the long run and will help your inner being live a life of your own choosing. Do not let your circumstance define you, but let it bring you closer to what you want and let it let it bring you lessons that you may extract knowledge and experience and credibility from so thank you this is an episode with my friend gina where we cover a lot and i hope you enjoy what is it that makes you want to be different and it's like this long rabbit hole and i i genuinely think once you reach the furthest you can go because i don't think there's an end point but once you go really deep down it you'll discover a lot and it almost brings up the question of free will because if everything that we want is a result of like our upbringing like you want to be different maybe based off something for a different reason for a different reason and that reason was Mm -hmm. caused by how you were seen by a family member or like something as a child you know Mm -hmm. so it just brings up this weird question of free will and if the things that we want if we're even capable of 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 deciding what we should want for ourselves or are we just going based off of experiences that make us think that we have free will i you know i think that's a really good question and i think you know i believe that we do all have free will but we're kind of nurtured in society to believe that we don't Mm. you know it's kind of we're we're trained as a young child you know go to school get good grades go to college get a nine nine to five job have kids you know take a loan out for your house like follow this very kind of guaranteed way of success like the only way that you can actually live all other opportunities are just fake they're not going to work something Mm. like that so you know we do kind of have freedom it's just we're we're taught kind of a different way i feel like many people don't realize that Mm -hmm. Mm, i think that has a lot to do with with um parenting because honestly i've had the opposite upbringing where like i think we're very similar in in that we both want want similar things but we have separate pressures because like when i when i had like my mom's influence she would almost be the opposite of the spectrum and like um I'm not trying to shut on my mom, but, like, she got a degree in art history. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the opposite of getting a degree in, like, engineering. And neither mm-hmm. neither are right, but I think they're both opposite sides of the spectrum to where, like, she was almost delusional, and then others are almost, like, delusionally practical. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we, like, it's just a big game of breaking out of the cult that we're in that is our family. And but I think we don't realize, kind of like what you said, like, we don't like so much of our worldview and what we're taught and we think society is teaching us is actually just straight up from our parents and from our family and like the closest people to us. Um, But Mm -hmm. I like where you're going, but I I also kind of like want to beg the question, like I, I, I do think we have free will and I think we have the ability to do what we want. But my question is more so is what we want even our own choosing and what does it even mean for something to be our own choosing because if you grew up not having one thing then your whole life you'll chase it but is it really that you want that thing or is it just that by circumstance you are made to think that you want that thing you know mm-hmm. i think i think that's a very interesting question and i think it also depends on the person because 
you know, take a child, for example. Or take take me, for example. As a child, I always wanted one of these stupid little cars, like, that you could drive around the neighborhood in, and I, w- I wanted to just feel cool in it. That was something that I always wanted. Yeah. And I said, when I earn money, I'm going to buy myself a car. Mm. Now that I'm older, I don't necessarily want that. Mm. You know, a car... It's it's really not my biggest goal. I'm not. Mm. I don't even have my driver's license yet. So, but then you can also compare that to somebody like Elon Musk, where he was a poor kid. He had always wanted money, and then he ended up being becoming very successful because of that. Mm. I think it has to do with just this kind of this burning passion you have inside of you, and if you really want it, and if it wasn't given to you as a child, it will either burn away or it will keep on firing, and you will actually run for it. Mm. I totally agree with you. I just want to set one thing for the record. Like Elon Musk grew up super rich. Did he actually? Yeah, no. He... I don't know because like the information. I'm gonna Google that. I'm actually really interested in now because I heard that he his father had never had never like believed in him, and he was generally a pretty poor kid. No, 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 like. I just want to like put this for the record. Like he he grew mm-hmm. up in South Africa, and he was like mega yeah. rich, like super fucking rich. Like his dad was insanely successful, but then when he was like, I don't know the specific age, but when he was young, he moved to Canada from South Africa with nothing. But he grew up with everything. Um, but his dad definitely like the only reason I know this is because like I read the book about him. Um, mm-hmm. But. There was definitely a point where he didn't have any, like, everything given to him. But that's aside mm-hmm. from the point. <laughs> My bad. But I just had to set that, set that for the wreck. But I... No, that's actually interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. I feel you, though. It's 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 a really weird question. And it's a, a hard thing to come to the conclusion of. Because you wanted a car when you were younger. And now you don't. And it worries me, too, that people make, like, life-altering decisions at a certain age. Like, fuck it, I'm mm-hmm. going to go into this industry, like, screw it. And in the same way that you wanted a car as a kid, or you even wanted, like, a toy car as a kid as your main objective, and now you don't, like, it worries me that, that like, 18 to 25-year-olds somehow think that they know what they want. Um, and you, you obviously you have to make goals, but you shouldn't limit yourself entirely. It's It's a hard question. I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, it's really hard to measure it, too, because you're so young and you're asked, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you have to have a plan like mm. that's you have to go to college. You have to choose a degree. You have to choose a job. You you have to set yourself up. And it I think that's where most people go wrong because they're so young and they have these ideas of what they want, but it's not truly what they want. Mm. And they end up just having like a midlife crisis because <laughs> they realize, like, I'm not happy like this. Yeah you know what we should do we should break down what you really need and kind of just be extremely logical and just objective about it because people tell them you need to know what you want to do but what do you really need you need enough money for rent and food yeah and then you need to fill all these other gaps like social like spiritual whatever that means to that person just like a a purpose i guess and just like there's like a few gaps that relate to your happiness but it's like if you can see it objectively like that, it's like people aren't living their own lives. You know what I mean? Like people are, mm-hmm. are apparently like quote unquote following their passion by becoming like biomolecular fucking like lab techs. And like, I get mm-hmm. it. If that's what you love, like more power to you, like genuinely, like that's amazing. And we need people like that. But a lot of the people that I know that are in those areas are living out their their parents lives they're not living for themselves and they're trying to make their parents proud and their their whole plan is like wait like, what about when i have a family like what about this like they're thinking 30 years in the future and it's like you really don't know if that's what you want now and you shouldn't it, it's hard it's hard to say because i don't have those pressures from parents mm-hmm. it, it it it's hard and it's also worrisome because you know say you you want to you want to go into the medical field and that's that's what you want to do and that's what you're going to do it could very well be you want to do that because your parents because you want to make people proud 
even just a social aspect, if somebody asks you what's your mm. job, you can simply say, oh, I work in the medical field and you're set up. But then if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a freelancer or something, you could very well have a chance of becoming more successful or not necessarily more successful, but have like a higher salary or something. But it's not guaranteed, mm. you know, and it's not set like you're going to get much more judgments by doing that. And I think we as a society care too much about what other people and external factors think of us. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. I've had a lot of um, like idea breaking experiences. Um, and I think where we're from, it's definitely frowned upon to be like um, what's typically just a normal job every place else, you know? Um, and it's just been really enlightening to experience like people that are are not living other people's lives people that are working restaurant job and Mm -hmm. living with roommates and also creating their passions on the side and are happy people you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's really um inspiring to see that and it's also it it really begs the question of like why are you chasing so much money and why are you chasing so much success and and just like why are you, why are you exerting yourself in a certain way and mm-hmm. once you can see that you have another option then you have to get real with yourself like why am i about to grind into this business and put everything i have into trying to achieve this insane goal and it's mm-hmm. an important it's an important conversation to have with yourself like now that you know you have another option for happiness are you willing to sacrifice in order to to do something like large, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it really depends on the person as well, because I know some people they're, you know, they stay at home, they have a very relaxing life and they're genuinely happy with that. And props to you. Like, that's amazing. Um, I know this one girl, she never worked a day in her life. She is, you know, just on social media um she owns a couple of properties and that's how she got her along and she's like she's happy she's well done but you know i think if you took me in that position even you in that position we just there would be something missing you know mm. we would we always need to be like on this constant pursuit mm. and i think some people are like that and some people are just not and it really comes down to that mm. okay i'm having an idea right now i'm thinking what it may come down to mm-hmm. is your belief of yourself like the idea in your head of who you are mm-hmm. because I think it, it really like it's like why do anything like like I've I've found that this will I'll just use this as an example like if I write um level up in painting level up in writing level up in reading as my daily activities I will do those things but if I just write writing reading I won't because I have the belief that I will become something greater by doing these activities. Mm-hmm. And I think when people see themselves as stagnant and one thing and unchanging and a defined character, then they don't chase greater things because they don't see it as in their means or even fitting the false idea that they have of themselves. I, you know, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, before this whole pandemic, like a couple of years ago, I kind of used to be like that. I would be like, okay, school is my job. I have a second little job and that's all I'm doing. I'm fine with that. And now after I've been able to spend a lot of time alone, after I've lived alone and, and done different things and progressed mentally, now I just, I can't do that. And I believe that all part of it is also my belief of myself. Like I know that I can do more and I know Mm. that I should constantly be progressing as a person. And I think that's kind of very similar to what you mentioned about that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to speak on, on ways of existing that you don't have, because I don't know what goes on in, in just like the example of the girl you gave his head. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also can't deny um, just like the brain chemistry factor. Like if I were to, Mm -hmm. to watch TV all day and play video games and eat, like a ton of shit i wouldn't want to do anything else because i'm satisfying myself with i'm just filling myself up with shit and leaving no room for like things that take effort and i think we can't deny that that's a that's a a a factor too like um i have varying opinions on on 
on weed i won't even go there i'll just say in general like we we have an addict's personality inside of us like we have an inner addict and we can choose Mm -hmm. to give that addict cheap and easy things but if we deprive that addict of a phone addiction and we deprive that addict of junk food and tv and like satisfying shit the addict will still be there and we have the addict will like pry at something and i think Mm -hmm. for people that achieve things their addict and their obsession latches onto their goal because it's it's hungry like it's not full of of the shit that you feed it that's immediately available to you i mean i i completely agree with that you know we have we have a lot of energy and we put this energy into the things we do and this could vary with so many things you could be depressed and just be in your bed all day what are you putting your energy towards you're putting your energies towards your low vibrational thoughts you're thinking i'm Mm. sad I don't want to do anything. You're probably on your phone all day and you're putting all of that energy into that degree. Mm. But then again, on the other hand, you can put all of that energy, that inner addict into something else, but something else more productive that will make you expand as a person. Mm-hmm. But to get to that level is extremely hard. And I think that's where people get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You just touched on something huge and that's something mm-hmm. I've experienced. Like when I live at home, I was depressed, like, for sure. Like, I wouldn't admit it at the time, but I definitely was. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, subdued myself. Basically, I fed and fed my inner addict with mm-hmm. just bullshit, with TV, with videos, with dumb shit, with, like, extremely low vibrational just just things mm-hmm. that, that, that fill the addict up and make it tired. And the way I got out of my house at an extremely young age was, like, I... I had this moment where it's it's hard to deprive your addict when you're depressed because it leaves room for you to think. But if you yeah. if you are like really depressed and you're in a situation that's making you depressed and you deprive your addict, the only thing to do is to to latch on to how you can get out. That's the only thing left to do. Like if you take away the things that that you are filling yourself up with, the emptiness needs to be filled with a plan to to fix what is fucking you up so badly? Mm-hmm. I mean, I completely agree with that. I, you know, this may be controversial, but I don't necessarily think, you know, when a person is really depressed, mm. it's not necessarily that they don't want to be living anymore, that they hate everything, that it's themselves that's the problem. I believe that they're depressed and they're done with the life that they're living at that point. Mm. They want something else, but they're in this kind of cloud and they don't see how to get out of this to live a happier and better life and i think that's where people get so stuck Mm. you know they're thinking i'm sad everything sucks and they never kind of look outside of that bubble Mm -hmm. and they're really tired of that living kind of in that bubble but then once you put that energy into towards getting out you kind of see a little bit more hope you know Mm -hmm. it's so hard to like to to change a belief it's so much harder than you think because if you really believe that everything sucks, then there's no reality in your in your head where things don't suck because it's it's a belief that a genuine belief that you hold. Um, and, yeah. and people don't want to let go either of their beliefs. People want to be right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 comfort too. It's mm-hmm. like you. This is what you know. Everything sucks. This is the life you live, and you're comfortable with that. You know, that's that's all you know. Mm-hmm. It's a really tricky thing to navigate. And I, I don't want to discredit the people that are beyond just belief. I think there are people that are like something is, is going on beyond just mindset. Um, but mm-hmm. I think there is definitely a portion of people that aren't willing to admit that they are the cause of them, their problems. And it's hard because some people are born with a ton of shit and other people aren't. But it's it's hard to admit that that you are the reason why you're suffering and it's mm-hmm. funny because like I wrote, I'm I'm really trying to remember what I wrote. Um, oh, this was it. This is co- going to be controversial. This is going to be offensive. But I wrote a little paper on on people that that are kind of like fucked mentally, um, aka like my past self. And by saying that you have like depression, or by saying that you 
are are this one specific thing and you have this disease or you have this this you are this one person by telling yourself that it eliminates Mm -hmm. the possibility for you to do the mountains of work that is required to become what you desire because it's not easy like to just one day and become what you desire because if you genuinely believe it's possible you will work towards it but if you tell yourself i'm this one thing then you won't even do the work and i think that's something that's not really acknowledged and i I don't think the pressure is put on people that sometimes Mm -hmm. when it really should be um and people hate some people hate the, the pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality but it's like okay like go bask in sadness is that any better like no it's not like yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't know so much about like the japanese culture but one thing that i thought was interesting is in their language they don't speak in the first person when talking about negative aspects of themselves Mm. so they don't say like i am depressed they say feelings of depression Mm. And I think that's interesting because, you know, if somebody has a mental illness, if somebody's going through something, if, if you say, oh, I am ugly or I, I am sad, I, I hate myself or something, then you are identifying yourself as that. You are mm. that person because that's what you're saying. And that's what your brain takes everything literally. If you say, I am depressed, I am worthless, you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's exact I mean you're you're you say exactly who you are if you want to say I'm successful I will eventually reach success then you will but I think when I think it's very important that if you're feeling sad or something to never define yourself as sad mm. to say feelings of sadness are being felt mm-hmm. but this is not me this is a phase and this is an emotion that's completely normal for humans mm. I totally agree I, I I really do agree and I think we're going to prove ourselves right no matter what. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why I think um, I I was hearing, you know, like Russ, the singer or whatever, he has been extremely successful as an independent artist. And he had like 11 albums, which is Mm -hmm. nuts. Like that doesn't usually happen. Um, But he was talking about how he had always been delusional as a kid, but not Mm -hmm. in the typical way. Like he had always believed that he was, just a fucking baller and he called himself like a, a I don't I don't want to like misconstrue what he said but he said that like he just talked a whole bunch of shit and as if he was like the best and as if he had all the things that he has now um and he says that mm-hmm. he is successful because he was always confident in himself not mm-hmm. he's not confident in himself because he's successful it's like he, the, the mindset that he had first is what attracted the life that he has now i i like that i like that idea because if you look into these people i was doing a lot of research into like um kind of i guess the best way to manifest and what they say is that don't speak in the future tense speak in the current test if you tense if you want to manifest money you say i have a lot of money Mm. um hundred dollars is coming to me every single minute. You, you write that down and you speak it like it's happening right now. Mm. And then you will somehow get onto that vibration. You will somehow get onto that wavelength that you will then become that. It will eventually happen if you truly believe that you are that person and that you are acquiring this. Mm. Yeah, definitely emphasis on the truly believe because where I went wrong with manifesting was I thought that the first part of what you said was enough. I thought that writing in my journal 15 times like a robot was enough. And mm-hmm. I thought that telling myself words was enough, but it's not like words are just like representations of feelings and thoughts. And if you can kind of like distill the feeling of what it would be like to be in that situation, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's like in a dream, like when you, you, you can be anything in a dream, like you can change how you look, you can change your rhythms you can be confident you can break people's expectations of you and i've found that like when manifesting works for me is when i immerse myself in the daydream of what it is that i'm telling myself i have and then i almost um i realize gaps in between the person that Mm -hmm. has the things that i want and the person i am now um Mm -hmm. and it's like when you see someone that's more successful than you 
mm-hmm. and you wonder what's different about them. It's like the whole point of wanting a mentor. It's like the future version of yourself is your mentor when you manifest in the way that I've, I've kind of been able to at some times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned that. I mean, I never kind of thought of it like that. I sort of just thought of it like, okay, I imagine myself where I want to be and I become that person. And by doing this, this will promote me to act on these actions more. Mm. But thinking about it from your perspective, I think that definitely is an eye opener because, you know, if I analyze myself, I say, where do I want to be in, you know, 20 years? To be honest, without any judgments or anything, I would love to be a very successful business owner. To look at myself at this position right now, what's not letting me do that, I guess, is a lot of self-doubt, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and almost like, like, I, I totally, I feel that, like, I'll have these experiences where I'm even looking just like a year in the future um, or not even specified, but just like a version of me that has a different body or a version of me that has a different bank account. And then I'll open my eyes and see a messy room and I'll clean my room because mm-hmm. that does not fall in line with the character that I just experienced. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of have to, to, point your telescope at where you're trying to be before you can take any action and where you are now. Um, It's interesting. I definitely want to talk more about um, the importance of genuinely like there's these cliches, right? Like visualize your future, think about your future. But Mm -hmm. I had an eye opener where I saw my future as clearly as I see my room. And that made me work. Because where people fuck up is, I'm not even going to say people, where I fuck up is I'll create like a, a, a business, right? And I'll put in like a shit ton of work and see this shit ton of work that I also need to do. Like I'll set up like a month, like every day I'll do four hours on this, 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 and then I'll mm-hmm. stop. And what stops me is thinking, what if I'm just wasting my time? What if nothing comes of this? What if there is no outcome? What if I just completely destroy myself for no reason? And one, you shouldn't destroy yourself for your business. But two, once I saw my future, like as clear as day, like I started by visualizing people's faces to even get to the point where I could be in this mind state, almost like this trance state. And once I saw the Mm -hmm. future, that is what like clapped back any feeling of like, this doesn't matter. Because I, I experienced so much joy from the belief of me being in this vivid dream right. that like that is what immediately claps back at the little like demonic little, I don't know. I'm trying to like visualize like or personify like these thoughts, like these little gremlins that are telling you like shit doesn't matter, but it does if you can see it. But if you, if you don't put in the time to see it, it probably doesn't matter because you won't get it anyway. And it, it, you know what I'm trying to say? Like that's kind of what I'm trying to get out of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is something that also school kind of teaches us is specifically this generation, we're taught we have immediate gratification. You know, we take a test and we immediately know whether we did good or bad. Mm-hmm. When going along your personal journey, you don't really know and you're going to fail. And I think that's where a lot of people stop. You know, they start a business and their first business fails. Maybe their second business fails. And then they just say, you know, what am I doing this for? Mm. This image and this life that I want to live in my head is unattainable. It's just some little desire that I want. And I, I think that's why so many people never end up actually achieving their personal goal and just their journey, because it's really, I like to think of it this way. I started my first business that completely failed. It was pet supply business, completely went down the drain. And I was sitting there and I'm like, what the heck? I spent my whole entire break on that. I lost a lot of money, but then it led me to start something else. Mm-hmm. And this something else has gotten me somewhere, but not to where I want to be. But I think every single time you try something, you get better and closer and closer, but it's baby steps, mm. you know? Exactly. And if you're the type of person that doesn't believe that they can change, then you wouldn't keep going because the reason you're, you're going is because you understand the truth that you are way smarter now because you 
putting that time and because you experienced that failure but exactly if you didn't if you didn't believe that then it would be nothing exactly i mean i i read this book that the alchemist and you know i recommend anybody to read that it was a really great book and it was this boy and he went on this journey to find this treasure in a pyramid and he had all these opportunities given to him you know working a normal job guaranteed and he failed so many times and his end goal was nearly impossible to do and it took him a long time to do it and i think the fact that like everybody was telling him oh this is impossible nobody has ever done it it kind of implements back into our lives where you want to start like a multi-million dollar business you're going to try four or five times you're going to put put in all your effort and that's eventually just going to die out due to a lack of self-trust mm. and you don't like people don't actually know that in order to run something huge you need so much experience you need so much trial and error mm. which you learn from you know mm-hmm. and even like put yourself in in that character's shoes like do you think he would be chasing that treasure if he didn't see it in his mind, if it was just a vague idea? Like, no. Like, it, it, we're using that as an analogy for, like, something as big as, like, a business, like you said. Like, if he didn't have the treasure just as vivid in his mind as the bazillions of people telling him, go work at this job and go, like, sell this this pottery. I, I read, like, I read it a while ago. I don't remember exactly, but... Mm-hmm. Like, you have to believe that, like, what is different about him than normal people? He, I don't even want to use the word sees. He experiences the future. It's like he's not seeing into the future. He's creating it by almost choosing choosing the, 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 the fraction that his reality breaks off into. I like to think of everything mm-hmm. as, like, you know the, 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 the multi-universe theory, right? No, I really that there's don't. like an infinite. Actually, I I actually I have a vague idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. So I I can follow. Yeah, on. like mine is probably just as vague as yours. Um, like that there's an infinite <laughs> number of universes for every single thing you could possibly imagine. Yeah, you were talking to me about that the other day. That I understand this. Yeah. Okay. So I use that whether or not it's even true. I use that as a tool, right? To where like. Mm-hmm any idea that you have is possible and already exists in another universe. But the crazier it is, the further it is, like the more deviations away from the universe that we're in. Like I almost see it like a, 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 I visualize it, right? Like a bunch of, I can't really explain it. Almost like pages in a a book almost. I can't really describe it, but it's like on Mm -hmm. a 3d plane, right? Or like left and right. Mm -hmm. And like the more actions you take, the more you veer on this plane towards a different reality that already exists. And so there's a reality where you have like, um, you have this business and you have these things and yeah, it's just, it's, it's a way of, of a way of visualizing or a way of believing almost if, if you genuinely believe there's infinite universes, then there is a universe where you have what you have. And it's like, Mm-hmm. what i'm kind of trying to do is create create almost like a, a mapping of how far the one you're in is from the one that you're visualizing mm-hmm. and i don't know that's just like a fun thought but like it, it's it's almost like the character in that book like he saw the universe that exists and he saw the universe he's in now and i guess he kind of played out what he assumed the version of him in the universe where he has the treasure what that character would do Mm -hmm. yeah and you know i think another important thing something that we can learn from him from is that not only did he solely focus on the end goal but he also focused a lot on the journey Mm. you know he took his own journey he met new people he learned new things like he really took in as much of information from his failures from his wins from everything as he could I think that's something that a lot of people forget. They kind of just think, I want to earn money. I'm going to go straight forward. I'm not going to take in any of any help, anything that is along the journey. But I think in order to reach this end goal, you need to step. You can't skip the steps. You have to go every single step and take everything in from it. 
because the universe it's helping you achieve this and it's giving you all these failures and setbacks to learn something from mm-hmm. you know yeah and even i think choosing to believe that is like a device that is helpful because if you mm-hmm. choose to believe that then you will find what you're looking for you will find a lesson um mm-hmm. honestly i learned a ton from from working out right and mm-hmm. it taught me so much about just how life works which is basically like i had always been told like by the people in my family and the people that are around me like oh that that level of fitness is unachievable or that that body is like for superstars or that body is for people that are are it's like unattainable it's like oh you have to have a gym membership you have to have this you have to have that and these are all excuses mm-hmm. in hindsight um and i would always work out right when i was younger and i would like go hard for 30 minutes and be like fuck i had that same feeling as the business like this isn't gonna lead me anywhere i'm just destroying my abs and they're not gonna change and Mm -hmm. then i realized like it like once i started venting my anger like this is the honest part like Mm -hmm. i started venting my anger into working out right and the angrier I was, the harder I would go. And I would work out every day in the morning, in the night, even in the bathroom at school. Like, I would work out. Like, I would do push-ups in the fucking mm-hmm. stall. Um, mm-hmm. And once it became about the journey, like, this was, like, just as crucial to me as eating. Then I saw results because I was doing it every day. And the only way I was doing it every day is because it, it, it wasn't about the end goal, even though I wanted the end goal. It was about the means mm-hmm. to the ends, not just the ends. Like, I think if we can, like the people that are successful, like you're saying you love the journey, like it's like working out. Like the only way you will get just fucking like shredded is if you love working out because there's no way you're going to put yourself through all that shit without it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. I, I, you know, I had lost a lot of weight. And, you know, a lot of people come to me asking, like, how did you do it? And I'm like, well, you know, in the beginning, when I was really overweight, I only focused on the end goal. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to diet. I'm going to diet. I'm going to diet until I reach my goal. And all I would think about is my goal. That ended up failing because you're not really experiencing. You're not really living it. You're not changing yourself Mm. to fit that person you want to be versus now especially for weight maintenance and everything, what I do is I completely changed myself to be that person. Just like you, you changed yourself. You implemented it every single day. Mm. I completely changed my whole entire lifestyle, my whole entire mindset regarding food Mm. to then become that successful person, you know? Mm. Mm. And it's like a a whole other topic that we can really expand on, which is like transmutation. Like, did you have an emotion attached to an emotion attached to what you did on a daily basis for like health? You know, it, in the beginning, it was just frustration. It was, you know, why did this happen? Because I gained a lot of weight when I moved to America and Mm. I kind of just had always had this anger towards that. I'm like, why did this have to happen? Mm. You know, why is this something I have to struggle with? But then I started changing that into a whole thing like, why don't I make the best out of this? Make this like my entire journey. Learn every single thing you can about nutrition, about fitness, about everything. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of shifted in a way to like look at things from a different perspective. Look at this is a part of my journey. And now looking back at it, like that whole losing, I think it was like 50 pounds or something I lost in total taught me to be so much more disciplined and taught me to learn like if you want to achieve a goal you need to become that person Mm. you need to actually live that life and I think that also tells you you know it also tells you if you if that goal really matters to you like are you really willing to become that end person like do you just want to become rich because you like the fame you want other people to be like wow she's rich or do you actually want to become that person like do you actually want to be successful for yourself, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I'm I'm really trying to like I'm I'm almost like I'm just trying to pull at any idea I have as to 
how we can transmute our emotions because for you it, it sounded almost more like a conscious choice like you made the decision mm-hmm. but for me mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to figure out how to recreate this because it's the only reason why it worked but like for me something clicked to where like how we were talking about the inner addict earlier like my mm-hmm. anger was only satisfied by becoming stronger well, was it maybe because you wanted to co- take control? Oh, totally. In something totally. Of your... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how we can apply that to other aspects of life, like how we can circumvent. Like I'm seeing things weirdly visually, and it's it's hard to describe, but like I'm seeing the energy of mm-hmm. anger circumvent into the act of like working out, and I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. how we can also almost like like taking water and, and directing where it flows in a river. Um. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out how we can kind of circumvent other emotions into achieving our goals because that was the most powerful motivation ever. Cause obviously like, like my life yeah. was like fucked up kind of, and I was angry a lot. And so there was no way I wasn't going to work out like 20 times a day. And I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out how I can use that to achieve more things and more goals. I guess, you know, I'm not there yet where I feel 100% confident in what I'm saying, but I've kind of gotten to this point where I'm putting emotion into my works mm. regarding my business. I kind of, you know, I, it's in a way it's desperateness because I'm just not happy doing the basic. I need to do something more and I'm wondering mm. why. And I think it's just this desperate want to be different and to want to do something amazing with myself Mm. and it's just it's kind of a way of running away from being depressed and everything so I was depressed in the past and this is my way like I'm putting all this kind of inside fear of like I guess afraidness and 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 desperateness into this business to be like hey I want to actually do something with myself I want to be happy I want to be successful Mm. you know it's it's crazy like the way you describe it is how i would probably describe it too it's like i need to do something bigger and it i feel like we're not for whatever reason like obviously we're both young but like i'm really trying to figure out why like what it is that we both have that i have seen in other people but more not seen in a lot of people mm-hmm. and i'm really trying to figure out what it is because it's more than just oh i want to do something big like there's a much deeper implication to the things that make you act on something that requires so much sacrifice. And I'm really trying to figure out right. maybe it's an experience that some people have as a kid and some people just end up that way. And, and like, we both happen to have had that. Maybe it's like, that. Ah, maybe it's not like, I'm really trying to figure out what it is that mm-hmm. has created us like well, this. I think maybe you could somehow relate this to your life but for me a big thing of it is I just look back at my past mistakes Mm. I say okay one year in high school I was kind of sad all the time I didn't want to do anything so then in order to combat this I kind of just went out all the time I had fun I partied I you know I I had my fun I still kind of wasn't content and I met this girl and she kind of gave me a slap of reality she's like what are you doing you I know you can do more you are a smart independent woman like what are you doing with yourself and I guess I thought about this whole speech that she gave me that like I was you know I wasn't doing anything bad I was never a bad child but like still I wasn't you know doing all my homework I wasn't being the best version of myself as I could and she kind of gave me a slap of reality like do you really want to live that life Mm. where you secretly know that you're not at the best place that you could be Mm. you know and that's what set me up on this journey to really try my hardest to be the best version to constantly grow, you know, to be different. Mm. <laughs> I'm seeing that like a movie scene, like some really intense scene. <laughs> like, is this the life you're choosing? But I feel that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And I mean, I think the thing is, is both of me and you, we've kind of lived a bit different lives. You know, I've traveled a lot. I've lived in different countries away from my parents and you've also left out left home at a young age so we were 
we kind of got slapped with reality of what it's like to kind of adult at a very mm. young age. So I think that's why we kind of progressed to this mindset that we want to be the best mm. earlier than most people would, because I feel like a lot of people do hit that stage, but they're much older. And then they say, oh, I'm too old to do this now, mm. you know? Yeah, I I didn't, I never attributed it to that, but that makes sense. I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to, to piece together too. Like, I never had anyone sit me down like that. Um, I've mm-hmm. always wanted a mentor like that, but I've I've never had, or not even saying that she is a mentor, but I've never had anyone tell me those things. Mm-hmm. But the the times that I've mm-hmm. been most motivated and fueled by like a an emotion that I can't describe, it's similar to anger, but it's more of just like a. a it's like when you hear like a fat 808 in a song and it's just like it rumbles your body. Like when you hear like a really deep bass that's intense, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the times that I have felt that the most and like just been like, fuck it, I'm going to do everything I can. And like, I am a different person in this moment now because I have to be like the times that I have mm-hmm. felt that has always been like when my back is up against the wall and like, mm-hmm. and it's also been I, I want to go into this too. This is something I've been wanting to talk about. Realizing almost, almost being arrogant and realizing that um, a lot of people don't know shit. And like, I think maybe mm-hmm. like that kind of relates to adulting at a young age. Like I had always grown up around <clears throat> adults who were making dumb decisions and they affected me. And I think mm-hmm. that is part of the reason why I wanted to take control of a lot of different things was because I was constantly affected by wrong decisions and I knew they were wrong because I was, I was affected by them like financially and situationally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so almost that was like a teacher for me, like seeing that like nine out of 10 fucking people don't know shit. Your teachers compromised. There are a lot of amazing teachers, but think about this. Like teachers took the safe route. Teachers took the plan a, like they, their entire being is becoming a teacher, playing the safe route, teaching kids less than them. Not a super risky job choice. And also, like, they compromised, basically. And now we have people telling us to take a similar route that they did because they compromised. And it's hard to realize that, like, we probably were given a bias by teachers because teachers made the decisions that a lot of people don't want to make. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think that's I love teachers I do and I think that they're very important you know we need teachers in our society we need somebody to teach us but I think their, you know their opportunities in life are kind of limited I think it would be so much better if there was a system where we give them opportunities to travel and stuff I I had this teacher in Germany right and she she teaches languages for a living and she said you know I don't want to just stay in Germany and teach in a gymnasium or in a high school all the time. I want to do more. So she she literally decided to get up and go to India for months and just teach there, live mm. with the Indians, like live their culture. And I think that's really who should be giving us the mentality because I she had asked me, like, you know, what do you want to do when you're older? And I said, I don't know. I just know I want to do something big and travel a lot. And she really supported that. And I think that's the only teacher I've ever had that really supported following this crazy route that isn't secure. I love that because that takes the arrogance out of what I said too. I love that because (laughs) there are people that are meant to teach, but the people that frustrate Mm -hmm. me are like the, the college counselors or the, just the counselors, like, Mm -hmm. The experiences I've had with a lot of these people is that they're they're very um, limited. Limited in what they believe is possible, yeah, and that's why they became mm-hmm. the job of a teacher, not an actual teacher. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I remember back in elementary school, I had just moved to America from Asia, and. I was very creative. I said, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. So I wrote this creative paper, and I can't even remember what it was about. I think 
I said some kind of elephant turned into a hamster. It's something really weird and creative. And the teacher had literally said, make a creative paper. She gave me an Mm. F and said, this is too creative. This would never happen. So my mom went to the school, stormed in, and started telling this teacher, like, yo, you cannot talk to my daughter like that. Like, nothing is too Mm. creative. And this teacher, she just, like, could not grasp the idea that I had traveled all around Asia, all around the world, and had these crazy ideas that she doesn't, Mm. you know? Dude. (laughs) I'm going to boil down to probably why I'm biased. I had this one teacher, right? Mm -hmm. He attempted to go to college to play the drums. He failed at it. Mm -hmm. He ended up living with his mom, and his mom is a school nurse. And mm-hmm. he gave us a whole speech on how our dreams are not achievable and how you have to compromise. And this is someone who's probably like 35 at least. And his mom still makes him lunch every day. Mm-hmm. And she's a nurse. And he's giving mm-hmm. us life advice. He went to college for drums and he failed. And he took that experience as don't follow what you actually love doing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the yeah. problem. That's the problem. I think some people are put on this world to truly be teachers. I, specifically in Germany, because that is a school for like crazy people like me who travel the world at young Mm. ages. These teachers, they were wonderful because they've done that. They've, they, they were put on this world to teach younger people languages and non-limiting beliefs. But then you have other teachers who just kind of compromise because their plan didn't work Mm. out. And then they have this idea and they push it onto us at such of a young age. Yo, you you just distilled it perfectly. Okay, you just... (laughs) Basically, everything I just said was unnecessary, (laughs) but that literally, there's the plan A teachers and there's the plan B teachers. There's the people Mm -hmm. that that are... Their their goal is to be a teacher. And there's the people that compromised, which is probably the majority. And the fact that they Mm -hmm. compromised to become a teacher is what's wrong because... Exactly. that's what they're teaching you yeah. <laughs> to compromise mm-hmm. yeah and you know i'm not saying that like a teacher has to be you know like the ones i've had in germany where they travel all around the world and they have these crazy experiences and everything but i think that in order to be a teacher you have to really love teaching these non-limiting beliefs and you have to really love spreading education not being a teacher because plan a mm-hmm. didn't work i think that's the problem perfectly said literally that's exactly what i was trying to say but simpler yeah yeah exactly damn we cover a lot yeah it's really (laughs) what do you think it went better than i expected yeah i you want to wrap it up here i think that's a good place to end i think it's a good place to end too yeah yeah dude there's a lot of gems in there You made it. This is your little reward. Um, uh, Satisfying noises. Uh, Fuck. I don't know what I'm saying. But you made it to the end of the episode. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope, I genuinely hope that you took something away from this. Because I know just blabbing my mouth and talking shit, I learned a whole bunch. So thanks for stanking with us. Stanking with us. What the fuck? Sticking with us. Thank you for sticking with us. Goodbye.